0: Welcome to the She Heals the World talk show with Dr. S, the place to hear stories of heart-driven women creatively living free. Our episodes highlight conversations and insights that support the values of self-care, creative and personal freedom, slower living, happiness, health and wellness to help you live your absolute best life to be a part of the movement and join the conversation, step inside our free Facebook group, She Heals the World, and say hello. It brings me great joy to bring you our next episode Hey, everybody. Welcome to the She Heals the World talk show today. I am really excited to have a very special guest, Kelly Cohen, joining us today. She is a certified holistic health coach and private chef who uses a creative approach to wholesome, clean eating and lifestyle, as her practice is rooted in the belief that healthy eating patterns are the best medicine. On her wellness platform, My Organic Diary, she shares innovative recipes and mindful advice to promote their benefits on the mind, body, and soul. Kelly, I hear you are joining us from Montreal today. Welcome to the show. Hi, hi. I'm so happy to be on the show today. Why don't you just kick us off and tell us how you got started in this work?
1: So, um, I moved to New York City from Paris in 2012, and after moving, I kind of got sick. I got sick from the food, I got sick from, you know, like, just, I think, the environment. And at first, I couldn't understand why, because, you know, I'm from France. In France, we used to eat, to drink, you know, to live fully. And in New York, I felt like I wasn't doing anything really differently, but I got sick. You know, I had stomach issues, I had anxieties, I gained weight. Um, And that's when I started really looking into um, having a healthier lifestyle. Mm. And I did my research. I really started learning, learning, by buying books and really, really like um, searching for more info. And, you know, like the more you look into it, the more you find and the more you like you become curious about it. Mm. So what happened is after that, um, I started baking and cooking way more and using Different ingredients, you know, like almond flour, like coconut oil, avocado oil. And this is back in 2012. You know, like in 2012, let me tell you, this was not easy to find almond flour. Yes. You know, <laughs> I can relate. It wasn't, you know. Today you go to the pharmacy, you have almond flour. Now, <laughs> you know, like in 2012, like I used to go to Whole Foods and it was always out of stock and it was very expensive. Yes. So anyway. Um, so that's when I started my blog. So I, my blog actually started a few years later, when um, when you know I really discovered kind of a passion for like health and wellness, but also food and cooking and baking. Mm. So I started my I started my Instagram first and posting recipes and posting uh, pictures of food and what I was baking. And my friend used to tell me. Why don't you share your recipes? Why don't you create a blog? And I was like, actually, that's a good idea, you know? But I didn't know anything, anything, anything about, you know, like, um, online media or having a website. I didn't know anything, you know? I was, like, so clueless. So I started my blog on a platform, then I switched to another one, then another one again, because I was so clueless that I didn't know what was the best. I didn't know where to start, you know? And at the time... I, I was working in publishing for a newspaper, but I wasn't making a lot of money, so I couldn't you know hire someone to to build my website. I had to do everything by myself mm-hmm. right and um that's how my organic diary started and a few months after it started, it got honestly a great success. I went from zero followers to ten thousand followers in like ten in like I would say like less than a year. Wow and Like, it grew really, really fast, and I started getting more attention and contacted by brands. You know, like, it really started, like, building up into something. And at the time, I met my husband, and my husband really, really encouraged me to push this forward because he saw I was actually very happy and good at it. Yeah. So so then what happened is that um, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to start doing some catering. So I started doing some catering for families, doing some meal plan and, you know, like working into this. And, you know, living in New York is really, really hard to actually carry groceries when you don't have a car and when you have to take the subway and when you have to, pay, to spend like an hour to do like 30 streets, you know. So I was like, I can't do this. I can't, I can't, you know. I'm, it's not possible, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so then I found i in, you know, I, 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 it's just, you know, like it just happened. I don't even know how to fund them, but I did, you know, like the, I discovered them and my husband was very supportive. He told me you should do it. And what I really, really loved about studying there is that the program was online and also it gave me so much knowledge and so much curiosity to just develop, um, to just develop my abilities and to de- just develop what I loved. Yeah. And, So then I started working a little bit more in, like, corporate and doing some coaching one-on-one, and my blog started going towards, you know, like, more wellness instead of just recipes, and my Instagram too, you know, like, in more, like, advice advice and, you know, just giving tips, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, you know, and I moved to Montreal a year and a half ago, and my business really took off here. It's actually like in New York, I had a really, really big community, but I found that my business really took off in Montreal because maybe the, the market is less saturated and maybe, you know, like I really found my niche. I really, you know, I was more also confident to contact brands and to reach out. And, you know, I, maybe I, mo- I was more also bossy, you know, like, right. <laughs> Yeah, to be you know, honest, you know? it, Yeah, it, it gave you the confidence.
0: I have, you know, you just shared so much, and I have so many questions about your journey there. Um, even going all the way back to. The whole switch with the almond flour, and Mm -hmm. this is, like, totally a selfish question, and I hope it kind of fits my listeners in some way, but this is just my own thing. (laughs) So when I went to France, I also noticed that, like, I can't really eat as much bread in the U.S., but when I went to France, I binged on, like, all kinds of carbs and breads and everything, and I didn't gain a pound. And so I'm wondering... If you were in France still, do you feel like you would still be doing, like, a lot of gluten-free stuff? Or do you feel like you just have to do that now that you're in the U.S. and Canada?
1: So, you know what's crazy is that what you're saying is so, so true, like, in France or in Europe in general, you know? Because the the big, big difference is that, for example, in Europe, you go buy your bread, you know, your baguette that has been made, you know, that has been baked, like, an hour before, you know? Mm-hmm. like it's what is it it's yeast flour salt water That that's it mm. you go to like you go to the supermarket here like even like let's say a pretty good supermarket that sells like fresh bread you know like it's not five ingredients you read mm-hmm. the label it's like 15 ingredients you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and I agree completely like when I go to Europe which I go pretty much every summer I eat like crazy. I eat anything I want, mm. but I don't gain weight and I feel great, you know, because yeah. I know what, what I'm eating is good. You know, what I'm eating is fresh. What I'm eating is like made by a baker. It's made, you know, by like, you know, like you buy your meat or your fish at the butcher, you know, you don't buy, you know, like processed, packaged, fresh right. chicken, you know. Right. So this makes a difference. And, but the problem is today, Europe is kind of losing this you know this is what's is so charming about europe but you know like they want also like now what you find in the us is also available in in europe you know it's becoming more and more available yeah so, like, you have to be careful to not you know to 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 just like go to like very artisanal local places i think that's really matters you know when you travel and i think also that's the experience you want to have when you travel you know
0: Absolutely. I love that. I do think that the most important thing that you can do, like you said, is like shop locally and pay attention to where these ingredients are coming from. You know, look at where they have sourced the ingredients. Is it farm to table? Is it fresh? Is it made the same day? Because it really does make a difference in how you feel in your body. And, you know, I ask that question because I think if you were still in France and I know you made the transition here, but I'm wondering when you were there, like what did you think you were going to be doing since there wasn't really a huge need for the food? um, I guess the food entrepreneurship or the food movement wasn't as huge over there. What did you want to be when you grew up?
1: So no idea. (laughs) I would be be lying if I told you I had everything planned. I had Mm. no clue, no clue, no clue. You know, when Mm -hmm. I was, 10 years old I wanted to be a, a teacher uh, yeah. because I loved animals I wanted to be a vet but you mm-hmm. know but you know like growing up I just went to a marketing school because I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life and marketing yeah. was pretty much so vague and so you know everything that I was like okay I'm gonna figure it out yeah but I had no idea I would ever be um, working in something food related or health related because that's just not the way I grew up you know like I grew up eating potatoes cheese and carbs you know at most meals you know because my mom is Polish and that's what she had in Poland so that's what she was making at home you know, mm-hmm. I didn't eat cauliflower before I was 21 <laughs> So so it's it's just like I had I had nothing. I had nothing figured out. You know, I had nothing. And, and still now, you know, like now I just I actually just went back to school. And, and until like a few months ago, I was like, I don't know if social media is going to be my whole life. I don't know if I want that, you know.
0: Right, right. Well, it's interesting that you say that because I was also curious to find out about the first program that you got into, which was IIN, and what your experience was with that. There are like thousands of grads and and many people who have had beautiful experiences with IIN and some who could have wanted more and some who could have, who really felt like they thrived in the program. And so what, um, I guess, what was your experience there? And do you feel like it gave you a good foundation to do the work that you're doing today?
1: I think for me it was like the genesis, you know. Mm. It was like it was the beginning of everything,
0: mm-hmm. in a way.
1: You know, mm-hmm. I feel like my blog and you know, it was like yeah, it was the beginning of everything, but not career uh, career wise. You no, know, it it didn't like, I didn't really put me on the path I want me I want to be. You know, like it really because you you study a lot, you study nutrition, but not only nutrition. You know, it has like it's much so many so many different aspects you know of life but i was like okay nutrition is my thing you know this is this is really what i want to be doing this is really how i want to help people because this is really that this is really something that passionate me that i really love yeah for me it was just like the 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 start of you know what you know of like the path i want to be on so i'm i'm very very grateful i could attend INN and everything I got from it you know like all the resources and the contacts and it's such a big community you know it's such an amazing community like so many people did and and and, you know like everyone is so nice and helping each other and you know it's it's just like it's such, such a beautiful community and I'm so happy to be part of it. Yeah that's
0: beautiful that's awesome. Well, I know that in the building process, we wish that everything could go amazingly well, but such is life. Everything is not perfect in life. And we sometimes experience hurdles that we never thought we would have to deal with. And so um, this may roll us into some of the tips that you have for us today on dealing with an emotional setback in business. But I'm just curious for you as you were building this whole movement that you've created, what hurdles did you have to overcome in the building
1: process? Oh my God, so many, and it's, listen, when you're an entrepreneur, it's an everyday fight, like, you can't, you, you're you fighting every day, you know, and, and fighting doesn't mean something in a bad way, you know, it's also, like, fighting is good, but, you know, every day is, like, you have, you know, you you, you need to get it, you know, you need to fight for what you want, mm-hmm. you know, and if you don't, someone else is going to get it, so, um. So I, I got so many emotional setbacks. So many times I wanted to give up and I wanted to just, you know, like... I was, I even looked for a job a year ago, you know. I was looking for a job because I, I was... I, I can't do this. This is too much pressure. This is too much for me, you know. I, You know, it, it was very frustrating on one side because I felt I was capable of really building my business and pushing it forward. But on the other hand, I was like, it's too stressful, you know. Mm. And so a few ways and a few advice I could give is when you really feel that you can't take it anymore it's too much take a few days to reset just take a few days to reset sometimes you just need to disconnect you just need to take a step back from a project you just need to have a fresh look after 24 hours 48 hours sometimes it it, for me it really helped me sometimes I was almost you know I was close to the burnout because I had so much work going on and so much project. And I felt like I was always, you know, always, um, you know, like not keeping up, you know? So taking a step back really helped me. So this is what, one of the things I could say Mm. and something else is you don't ask, you don't get, Mm. yes, you don't, you don't ask you, you, for example, I contact brands all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. I contact brands. I tell them I want to partner with them. I want to do a collab. And then I send them my rates and ne- never answer. Mm. And it happens all the time. It does. For 10 brands I contact, maybe I have one or two that I sign with, you know? Like, But if I didn't ask them, if I didn't ask the 10 brands, I wouldn't get the two contracts. Yeah. You know? So it's it's really... and. I, I feel like in this process, you really have to put your ego on the side. You know, you really have to, like, don't take it personally when someone doesn't answer you. Don't take it personally when someone says no. When, don't take it personally when someone tells you you're too expensive, you know?
0: Mm, yes. It's,
1: uh, it's um, yeah. And it's part of the journey, yeah. It, it is, you know, it, it is. I, I You know, I, I wasn't prepared to be an entrepreneur. I, I, I was not. I was really not, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what I should do. I, I didn't know anything, you know. And I really wish at the time someone told me, you know, that I'm gonna fall and I'm gonna fall super hard. But
0: mm-hmm. then
1: I'm gonna bounce so much higher. Yes. Yes. You know. And it's
0: worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. I think um I I love the encouragement that you just gave everybody about the business journey. But I also know from our own conversations offline that um, there were some personal challenges that you experienced as well in in your personal life that really could have affected your business. And I hope I'm not putting you on the spot, but if you are comfortable, would you mind sharing some of the personal challenges that you've experienced as you're trying to balance family and creating a family and building a business and how all of that might have really kind of either built you up or maybe even at some points discouraged you from getting started.
1: So yeah, the truth is I've been trying to get pregnant for 3 years already and it's been a very very long journey. It's been a very long and painful journey for both myself and my husband and it's been you know it's been a lot of doctor's appointments and lots of discouragement and lots of crying, you know. So mm-hmm. obviously, you know it's it's really hard to keep up with life when you're going to something that hard, you know, and when you feel um, when you feel like your life is breaking up in pieces, you know, so for me, it was really challenging to um, to keep up with my business, and especially on social media, you know, like, I didn't always want to share, and did, didn't always want to open up, you know, about it, and, you know, and not, it, it's really hard to show, you know, like, the face of someone who's like doing okay and who's talking about product and who's cooking and who's, you know, like, because when you're kind of a public figure, you know, you need to be presentable, you know, like, it's okay. If you don't look great one time, twice, you know, but when you talk about a product, you know, like, obviously you want to like share like your engagement. You want to share like you your, your the passion, you know, yeah. exactly. so it was really hard to be on one side, really authentic you know, mm. but on the other hand, you know, focused on myself enough that I wasn't, I was like taking the time to grieve and to focus on myself. Yeah. So yeah. It, this was, this was a very, it's, it's a very challenging time, you know, like to be an entrepreneur and to be like sharing your passion and to be like, also, I I have a great community, you know, and people ask advice from my, from me and people like reach out to me and people like so supportive, but, I, for, for a long time, I wasn't open to talk about it because it felt so personal and I wasn't ready to have people commenting on, on you know, mm-hmm. you know, and people giving advice. So this was also very hard because, you know, I share, on one hand, I share all natural products and being organic and being healthy. But on the other, on the other hand, I have to take some hormones and take some shots, you know, that are very, very aggressive, you know, mm. so, you know, it's, you know, it's hard to really balance it out. Mm. But I feel like I made it. I did it. You know, I went back to school. I brought my business to another level. I, you know, I found some happiness within the process, you know. Yeah. And also, like, even if I didn't open up completely about my story, um, um, I feel like, and it's weird, I feel like women who went through the same thing Mm. even if i didn't share about it they reach out you know like it's it's just like there is this secret you know like supportive you know like spirits you know mm. like, yes, you know like and yeah it's been honestly it's uh I, I can't wait to really share my journey and to really help other because that's really something i want to do yeah but, you know i it's i also when you're like a public figure when you share your life on social media You need to be ready to face negative comments, to face, you know, like, aggressivity, to face, you know, so I didn't do it because I wasn't ready.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: That's a really good point. And I think, you know, I really
0: appreciate you sharing that with us because... I also, from my perspective, when I'm coaching many women who are building their business, there is this need where they feel like they cannot have a real life, where they're looking at everybody's social media feeds, and they think everybody's perfect, and nobody's struggling. You know, it's it's the business coach who might have a low month one month, or it's the health coach who might slip up and eat pizza or binge on pizza for a weekend, or she gained five pounds or whatever. Um, yeah. And, and I think... In the age of Instagram, we forget that these are real people. And that even though we all have brands, we all also have real struggles. And you don't have to share everything with everyone. But if you come to a place where you feel like it's going to serve and support someone, and you've been called to do that, then that's okay, too. But I'm so about like dismantling this
1: facade of perfection, you know, with yeah, it, and with so, entrepreneurs. It's it's just so it's so true, and also people think that you know I, I used to get laughed, you know, like people used to laugh at me when I would say that I have a blog and you know I post on Instagram and you know like, and be, but because people think it's like actually super easy, you know, it's super easy to like to 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 always like be online no and it's not you know like sometimes i just want to disconnect i just want to put my phone down and enjoy a night with my husband without sharing my dinner and what i when i ate (laughs) and what i you know like it's it's just so i try to do that more and more i really try to disconnect and to spend like quality time you know i really try to balance it out but it's hard you know and especially at the beginning when you start because you want to post so much and you want to be so active and you want to have so much response but then you realize that it's actually, you know what, if I take a night off, it's fine, you know. Mm. It's not, it's fine. Yeah. And, but it takes time to realize that, you know. It really takes time. At some point, I couldn't go out, either with my husband or with, us, or with friends, without taking a picture like what I was eating, you know. And it's yeah. annoying. Yeah, it is. And you have to try to find those boundaries,
0: you know, where you turn on and turn off. And, you know, I came across a post on Instagram the other day from one of my colleagues, and she was talking about the importance of like batching time. Uh, Because I think everybody who has some kind of brand, they do that, like they're eating, or they're out on a date, or they're out with their spouse, and the beautiful food comes and Mm they're like, Oh, this will be great for my story. And so it's important, you know, what she was highlighting was that she has days of the week where she knows like Thursdays are content days. And so she'll go out to the nice restaurants or she'll go out. You know, to her local farm or wherever, and take her photos and enjoy, and let that be her day where she can do as much social media posting or as much social media logging as she needs to. But then the rest of the time is just with her and her family. And it's so interesting that we have to do that in order to stay sane because you can't be on all the time. It's just, it's not fair to you. It's not fair to the people who are in relationship with you, um, and it's not fair to your brand because your brand wants the fresh and excited you not the you that's just doing it out of compulsion because I I have to do this
1: so exactly exactly and it's it's hard it's it's uh it's you know sometimes it's not it's the boundaries between being work it being work and it being pleasure yeah you know it's it's really 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 thin you know it's really uh it's really hard to, like, to deal with this boundary, you know, because you want it to be pleasant, you want it to be a fun experience, but, yeah, sometimes it's work, you know, and sometimes I work with brands, I shoot something for them, I clean it up, you know, I cook, I spend hours in this, and they don't like it. Right. They don't like it, it, and I have to do it again, and I'm, like, you know, and and it's... And I take it personally, I'm, like, they don't like my work, and they don't like what I do, but on the other hand, you know, like, I would be the same, you know, if, you know, I want, you know... I want the best I can get.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Picking up. Yeah. Yeah. Brushing it off and continuing to, to go at it. That tenacity and that fire is also a big part of who you need to be to survive. So that's, that's really important. And so for the women out there who are, who may be struggling with personal things, you know, and I think again, from my perspective as a coach, I, I hear it all, you know, I hear the, the women who are weeping because of their, their marital, marital problems while they're trying to build a brand, or fertility, or trying to build a family, or going through the adoption process, or unexpectedly getting pregnant, and, and the mm. whole bit, I, I hear it from my end. Um, and so I just really would love to hear what advice you might have for them if they're going through an emotional challenge and setback, but they also know they need to show up every day for their business, what advice would you give them as they're going along their journey? I
1: would really, really, really tell them to find what makes them feel good when they're not like working and focusing on their business. You know, like work is important, but you need something that is gonna make you feel good on the side. And sometimes work is not making you feel good because it's frustrating. If you have something on the side, if you have like, you know, your husband with, with whom you go out, if you have um, if you have like a hobby, you know, like I don't know. Swimming, dancing, you know, really do as much thing that can make you feel good, you know, like for me, I, I was really struggling and I i felt like, you know, like I, I really felt a hole, you know, I really felt an emptiness because I, I, I want a baby so badly. So I got a dog and it's not a yeah. baby, but she feels, she feels a hole, you know, like she doesn't feel it completely. I still want a baby, but it helps. And yeah. I've been feeling much better i've been so much better at my uh, you know at working i've been so much more focused and better because she brought me so much joy so this is my thing you know this is just an example but you know i spoke to other women who told me like they love dancing they love ballet so yeah take a ballet class every night if you have to you know do
0: do you you know do you Very well said, Kelly. Thank you so much for blessing us today with your story and with your experiences. I am quite sure it will help so many women. As we come to close, I just have two more questions for you. And the next one is just if you were looking back and talking to your 10-year younger self, what advice would you give her?
1: I would tell her, don't take no for an answer because and that's something my husband told me when we first met. He told me, "Don't take no for an answer because if you really want something, you're gonna get it." You know, mm. and if you don't get it, it's maybe because it just didn't make sense. You know, every time I wanted something and it didn't happen, I don't regret any. Like I don't regret it not happening because I fought for it. But no is super easy to say today. You know, we get no's all the time in yeah. business, in social life, in relationships knows if i had listened to all the people who told me that i wasn't capable of doing anything i wanted to i wouldn't be here today
0: mm. amen amen to that mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. kelly Cohen, where can our audience find you plug your links and and how they can support you if they're gonna go further with you on this journey
1: yay please follow me at my organic diary on Instagram. And I also have my blog link on my Instagram. So please please please, follow me, reach out, say hi, ask questions. Really, I answer every single message I do because it's so important for me to connect with my followers. So please reach out with any questions and send me an email. I'm I'm so open and I love being in touch with all of you. Oh, thank you, Kelly. I can't wait to have you back on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much. (laughs)
0: Well, there you have it. Thanks so much for listening to the show today. And as always, for more resources, as you continue to live out your beautiful mission of healing the world and grow your beautiful business, you can head to www.shehealstheworld.com forward slash freebie to see what new resources I have in store for you. Thanks for listening, tell a friend, and I can't wait to see you at the next episode.